0: Welcome to Meet the Thriller Author, a podcast that features interviews with thriller authors. My name is Alan Peterson, and I am your host. I write and publish thrillers. I've been a fan of the genre for as long as I can remember. So when I decided to start a podcast where I would be interviewing other authors, I decided to focus in the thriller genre. In this episode, we're going to be meeting Cheryl Bradshaw who is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author. Uh, she writes uh, mysteries, thrillers, romantic suspense, and in paranormal suspense. And she's the force behind popular series like the Sloan Monroe series and the Addison Lockhart series. So let's meet Cheryl Bradshaw. Uh, Cheryl, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you are very welcome. I thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
1: I grew up in California, currently live in Utah, And I've uh, been writing for only about five years, but have been wanting to. I wanted to get into publishing and publishing a book for over twenty years. So it's been a little bit of a long road, which has finally caught up to me.
0: Do you start out on uh, uh, with the traditional publishing or indie, or do you do both?
1: I'm I'm currently hybrid. I started out indie. I originally was like I'm not going to go indie I'm not going to do that and I had a I had at the time I had a blog for for writers where I would have people guest post, mostly traditional authors at that time were guest posting. And I was asking them, you know, one question I would always ask is um, to share some of their advice for new and up and coming authors, which was really great for me too, because I was just starting to get into the side of things. And uh, one of them just really hard for me to not really go the traditional route at first or at least to publish indie first while I was still going the traditional route and that kind of that led to me getting an agent a couple of years ago basically on the merits of my books and how well they did I didn't really have to seek out an agent or a publishing house or anything like that it kind of came to me
0: what what finally was the what inspired you to do to do your first book
1: What inspired me was that I moved to Wyoming, and I I'd gotten married to someone uh, who was from Wyoming, and the town was really small, and there wasn't a lot to do there. And I thought I'm not used to not being active and working. And I'd come from like I've just come from doing selling real estate in Park City. I'd actually started writing the book while I was doing that, but it was just more of a dabbling kind of thing. And then when I got settled into Wyoming, I thought I'm just gonna knock this baby out and see what happens. And so that's what I did.
0: Oh wow, and did that you end up publishing that book?
1: I did it. That that book took me a year to write because I spent so much time researching. I just really felt at the time that I needed to spend a lot of time brushing up on the rules again of writing and of my genre and just kind of spent a lot of time reading. And so it took more time than my books take now, but it was definitely worth the wait.
0: Do you read thrillers before you started to write thrillers and suspense uh, novels?
1: Yes, I would say what I read is more... I read a lot of different genres in mystery, thriller, and suspense. I kind of go back and forth between mysteries and thrillers, but... Um, I grew up reading Agatha Christie's. I have some of her first editions on my shelf. I probably have about 75% of the books she wrote in her lifetime. Wow. Like print books. Uh, and I, I also like Robert B. Parker. And they're both a little bit more of a mystery. And, then, and as far as like an indie, well, now well, I would say traditionally published now, uh, I really like Blake Crouch. And so those are my influences, past and present.
0: And where do you get your ideas for your books?
1: I get my ideas everywhere. I'm, I'm kind of addicted to the Investigate Discovery channel, the ID channel.
0: I love that, Stendhal.
1: <laughs> I know. I've probably seen every episode of Forensic Files, and there are a lot of episodes. And so, <laughs> so I do... Uh, I I probably watch a lot of the type of things that I write, whether it's lighter or darker, more, you know, like all kinds of shows that as long as it's a good show. And, and then usually it's not the idea that they present maybe in an episode, but I'll watch something and say, okay, I could make this kind of twist and do it this way. And, And I can write that. So it's a little different, but especially when it comes into forensics, which is really fascinating to me. Uh, I will pause a show and take notes if I think it's something forensically I might use later so that I know that I will get that right. I really like adding in forensics, kind of sprinkling that into my stories, no matter what I'm writing.
0: And do you find that movies, uh, television and pop culture, do they influence your writing and and your novels?
1: Definitely, definitely, and they definitely give me uh, inspiration, or it, I could be writing about something, and then I'll, I've got the plot going, and everything going, and then I might see something, usually it's more along the lines of something on to D- Investigate, Discovery, you know, it's like, maybe something, um, like on... Uh, deadly sins or something where it's something that really happened in real life. And I think, Oh my gosh, I could, I could totally make my story richer by adding this extra twist. So I do get ideas based on that. And I find that pretty fascinating.
0: And I was noticing that uh, you have uh, uh, several series out. You have uh, like the Sloan Monroe series uh-huh. and the Addison Lockhart. Do you do you work on all of these series at the same time, or do you just focus on one and then move on to the next one, or do you mix them up a little bit?
1: Well, it's kind of crazy what's happening right now because, I I mean, my, my main series is the Sloan Monroe series, and I've kind of taken a break from that to do some other things. I tried my hand at a standalone to see how that would do, And right now I'm almost finished with a novel that is the first in a new series. And then right after that gets done, I have another first in another new series. And that's probably going to be the end of new series for a while because that'll be four. But then between those, um, I'll probably go back and forth. Like I have a list of like how I need to write and and in what order I need to go on, but I will say that sometimes I'm writing two different books at the same time.
0: Wow, that's pretty impressive.
1: (laughs) It's kind of, I have to really keep my head wrapped in it. If not, it starts to get a little fuzzy, but if I'm having a hard time with um, a chapter on one of the stories, it's just an easy thing for me to just go okay well this isn't working i've been sitting here for a while i'm wasting my time let's open up this other one and see if that comes to me a little bit easier today
0: and now you said you have a standalone novel out do you have you noticed the difference between the reader fan interaction with in comparison to a series
1: I feel like my fans overall accepted it really well. It was a little bit more of a romantic suspense than a darker mystery or thriller. Uh, and I just, I'm always wanting to try something a little bit new. And and it was received pretty well for the most part. I still think the darker, more grittier stories are probably more me than anything else. And I think that they resonate better with my fan base.
0: And do you base uh, any, of your, any of your real life, uh, find, yourself, find, their, find its way into your, uh, into your novels?
1: I do. And <laughs> I will say that I try not to make it. I don't like to make an experience that I have had or that I have witnessed either myself go through or somebody that I know. I don't like to take the same exact situation. So I might twist it into like maybe the same I guess the best way to describe it is the emotions are probably the same in a completely different situation. So I don't I don't like to take it from real life as far as making like the same putting exactly what happened word for word as it happened, something that I have experienced or anything like that. But I might take the feelings from that experience. And then when it fits into a character's emotions, maybe in something they're dealing with, then I will draw on that. And I will put that in the story based on what she or he is going through in the story.
0: So, so if if the listeners haven't read uh, your books before uh, what, uh, can you tell us just a little bit about them what uh, what, what what they're about like with your different series?
1: Right, so my main two series uh, like we were talking about, Slow Monroe is the main there's six books in that series uh, she is a female protagonist, uh, private investigator uh, she's very kind of refined and she has OCD and she's Uh, She's dealing with some struggles from her past uh, which come out over time in the books. She kind of moves around and can't really settle in one place or the other. There's always an underlying murder that she is trying to solve. Um, no matter what I write, it's there's always a murder tr- that's going to be solved. The other series has two books in it. That's Addison Lockhart. She is that's more of a supernatural suspense, like a ghost story series. I like that also because I can get away with a lot. I could play around with a lot of supernatural elements that sense its fantasy in a way. I can get away with saying whatever I want. (laughs) So, you know, because it's just, it's a fantasy world. So she's, um, she's more of a medium. If she touches something, whether it's a person or some, an object, she can draw from um, maybe their past or their future or something's going to happen or something that has happened. And again, it, it does tie to a murder mystery. I, I, like I said, everything that I write, there is always a murder undertone, whether it's a darker mystery or thriller or lighter. And so that's what ties all my series together is death, basically. But, <laughs> but in different ways. Like my, Obviously, my characters have very different personalities. Um, but in the end, they are all trying to solve these murders
0: great covers too i'm looking at your covers from uh the addison lockhart t- also that doll is kind of <laughs> i know <it's laughs> <creeping me> out.
1: <laughs> you know i had a completely different cover that's what's so fun about covers. sometimes is i had a completely different cover in the beginning with two twins that were like holding hands because it's kind of about two twin girls there are a twin girl that that dies and uh and 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 so there's a mystery it's like goes back in time But uh, it just there's I usually will do my cover about halfway through the book, but by the by about the end I just felt it just wasn't right. I needed to focus on something else, and so I thought, what else, you know, will work with this book? And I thought, well, the whole thing is about there's a doll that that the girl is trying to get out the window to get. It's been thrown on the roof, and she falls, and so and like I said, it kind of goes way back in time and and this was in my Addison Lockhart the paranormal series and so she's kind of it's kind of more of a ghost-like apparition she comes back but the doll has a big big part to do with it and so that's that was really fun and I love to mess with covers I'm really picky and I don't mind changing covers I think I've changed a couple of my covers uh, my second cover I've changed three times oh wow I love to only do it one time, one and done. I'm more for like, let's just, this is it, let's just be done. But in my first books, I did find that I needed to go back and go, okay, those don't look as good as the newer ones. So (laughs) I, I did make changes where changes were needed. Even in my box sets, I had like a 3D Stuff going on, and they they were they they looked nice, but now I wanted more of a polished look where they all kind of connected to each other. and So I just redid those last month. I love doing that.
0: And do you do you do your own work or do you hire somebody?
1: I do not. I hire somebody for everything. <laughs> so and my hand is definitely in the all the cookie jars, but <laughs> like I always have a, a lot of input and final say. But I have a whole team for everything that I do.
0: Well, that's good. That way we can focus on the writing, right? <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. I'm, at least that's the whole idea. It's just the focusing doesn't always, you know, you know how it is. It oh, doesn't yeah. <laughs> come when you want it to.
0: Yeah. So uh, what are some of the challenges that you find when you're, uh, when you're beginning to, to write?
1: I feel like the challenges don't really come at all in the beginning because usually when I'm first starting the first couple of chapters, I... I have a pretty good idea of what I want to do in those first couple chapters. And I spend especially a lot of time on that first chapter trying to just make it the best it can be. The The hardship comes in that murky middle. you know, mm. the, the middle and I'm kind of like, oh no, should I change this? Is that murder like, is it got a good enough twist? Do I need to change that? And then I start questioning things and then I'm going back. I'm kind of doing that with the book that I'm writing right now. I'm almost done and about a week ago I thought, you know what, I know a way to change the killer to someone else and make it better. And so now I'm going all the way back through the whole story and because of the change I've made, I've had to re... The chapters stay the same but I've had to rewrite sections to make it kind of segue into what I'm trying to do now. So this is these are the fun things that I do that just add more work to <laughs> my books. But I thought it was better than my original idea, and so I can't ignore that. And then I just cross my fingers that my agent is going to say, yeah, I like that, that was better, instead of, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, you
0: don't want to hear, why did you change it?
1: I know, and she'll say, she'll say, too, she's always really nice, but she'll say, uh, I don't know about that villain. I was kind of thinking this person should be the villain. That person has more potential, and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know? But, you know, once you've got a book finished, it's not—it's really not that hard to go back and change most things, just tweak things here and there and keep the same storyline.
0: And do you usually, like, do you, do you send your agent, like, uh, as you're writing it, or does she get like, or th- does the person get the final version?
1: It uh, depends on the book. The last book that I sent her was my standalone that I was trying out, and she did say that she thought the villain should be somebody else. And so I said, Well, that was actually my second pick for villain. And she said, These are my reasons why this person should be the villain over this person. I think it would be a richer story if you did that. And it really wasn't very hard to change, actually, because you figure your villain's already weaved into the story, so it's going to be somebody that she's already read about. But I I really value her input, and usually, I mean, everything she says makes my stories better, and so uh, and I never really disagreed. And said, like, no, it has to be this way. I've never felt that passionate about it so far. I felt like, you know what? I see what you mean. I'm going to go back and change that.
0: That's awesome that that you're both in in tune like that, that you can work together that well. Yeah, she's pretty great. Where do you usually write? So
1: I moved... To Utah a few months ago. And so right now I'm riding all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so my de- my desk just came uh, like a few days ago. Oh
0: wow.
1: <laughs> so I am sitting at it now finally. Today's the first day, but I have been riding everywhere, on the sofa, on the bed wherever i can write so i don't like it i prefer to write at a desk i feel it makes me feel like i'm more in work mode and so that would be where i try to write
0: and do you usually do you use like a writing software or do you just use word
1: i just use word and i just you know pound it out and then i send it off to my editing team and then they can do whatever they want um and I don't worry about it. I like Word. It's easy for me, so that's what I go with.
0: And uh, what's your writing process? Do you, are you, are you like a big plotter? or do you just kind of go go along, uh, make it make it up as you go along?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, when I wrote my first, my very first book, I had an entire outline planned because I thought that was like just the best thing. I'm I'm kind of the, the type of person that makes lists, and I'm good at with lists. Um, but I for me, it took away from the freshness of the quality of what I was trying to produce. And sometimes when I sit down, so I don't do that now. So instead what I do is I, I know what's going to happen in the beginning. I usually have an idea of what's going to happen in the end. But I really don't know how the rest of those... 50,000 pages are going to happen. They just kind of come to me. And I let the story go where it needs to go. And what what I have found by doing that, because it's just so out of my comfort zone, but I found that, some of the surprises in the book and the twists are almost as refreshing to me, even though I I realize they're going to happen, as I'm hoping the writer reads them. Something they did not expect, because I could sit down and think of something as I'm writing. Go, oh my gosh, that is fantastic! You know, like I think that would be a really good twist right here. And whereas an hour before that, I had no idea that I was going to do that. And I I almost feel like it keeps all of it a lot fresher than me just going, okay, this is what the plot line is, this is kind of what's supposed to happen today in this scene. I just, it just doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's more um, a little more fun for you as a writer, too. Where it's,
1: yeah, it where is. I'm like, wow, who knew that that <laughs> character wanted to do that today? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I know this is a hard question, because I ask this question, and sometimes people are uh, they're like, oh, there is no typical day, but you describe what a writing day would be for you when you're in the the zone, when you're writing?
1: So a normal writing day, which I wish most of my days were a normal writing day. And they're not because things always come up on the business end. And I love the business part of it and the promoting side of it. I just wish I could write more. I think every writer feels that way. But I start my day uh, going through emails. If I have fan mail, I need to write back. I, I always want to do that. I try to keep that within twenty four hours if I can. And I touch faces with my assistant. What is she working on and what would I like her to work on? And whatever she's doing. It could be a multitude of like different kinds of things. I check all of my social media and then I try to get off of it. Trying is 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 a good word because it doesn't i get sucked into that vortex. But uh, I usually try to, when I start writing, I try to write for at least four hours straight. I might break to like get up and have, you know, my sixth cup of tea for the day. But um, I try to get up about every hour and just walk around. But um, I, I like to just, I like to write for a bulky period of time. Most of my friends and family are conditioned now that, you know, between this hour and this hour. I'm probably not going to write back unless it's an emergency.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good that's good it's good 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 at training them.
1: <laughs> when your mind I find that when if the phone rings and it's whoever like maybe not friends and family, but just a random phone call it my head comes right out of the story so fast that sometimes I I can't I'm on a roll and I cannot go back after. And so I do everything I can to keep it really solid, until like that chapter is finished or that idea is finished. Sometimes I answer the phone and say, "Hold on," <laughs> <laughs> whatever I have to do. You know, I'll be right back. Just a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how that could just suck. How it just really does suck you right out of it.
1: <laughs> Gosh, it really does. And it's the same goes for. Like one of the things I would say, I always say for advice for writers is try not to go more than a day or two. Even if you write for 15 minutes, try to keep your mind in your whip, like your current book that you're writing. Even if you just are in it for a minute. It's amazing the more days I go, like Christmas is going to be a good example. I will have to take a break for a while, which I'm, so I am have to, like I don't want to. I just have about a week and a half to two weeks that family is going to be around. And I know that's coming up. And so I'm working really hard on deadlines right now because it's, but it, but it is hard. If I can get that book finished, then I won't have to worry about that. But if I take a break and I try to come back to the book after a while, it's very hard.
0: Are your deadlines self-imposed or are those coming from your agent?
1: I, in the past, have been really good at keeping my deadlines. I usually make them for myself and then give some tentative deadline dates to my agent. Like, here's when I think this is going to be finished. But, you know, we all have those years where everything that could possibly happen to you in your life that you didn't think was going to happen happens. And that was my year this year. And so I'm just going, uh, okay, I just wanted to have a break now and get back to work. And so now that I'm kind of settled in... I'm really trying to just make up for lost time. Normally I am excellent with deadlines right now. I'm, I'm running a little behind. (laughs) And that's okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Things happen. And uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your current uh, work in progress?
1: So right now I am writing the first, like I said, in a new series. Uh, her name is Josh Jacks. She hosts her own. She since I I'm really addicted to the Investigate Discovery Channel. She hosts. She's a former uh, medical examiner, medical examiner who really just did not like being in in like the her stuffy lab, and she. Um, has kind of given that up to host a show, um, which deals with, um, the most recent murders, serial killers, anything that's like a conspiracy. And she just happens to find herself at the beginning of this book in New Orleans. And, um, she's at a, she's at a book signing for, uh, an author that writes true crime. um. And it's kinda of like a celebration of a twenty-five years since a serial killer had been he was electrocuted on the death chair. So so she's doing the last signing. The author is doing the last signing. And Joss is there. She gets her book signed. And then next morning she finds out that this author has been murdered. And it all kind of stems from this book that the author was writing that was really pretty secretive. She didn't say a lot to her agent. She didn't tell a lot of people about it. And so the the whole idea is who was she writing about and what problems did that cause that led to her murder. So it opens up a whole bunch of different avenues and so in the midst of that you're also getting to know Joss because it's book one in this series and her background and 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 what brought her where she is right now so it's just this is the most complex book I've ever written because it, it really goes back it goes back in time between the 80s and now because what happens to her to what what happens to the true crime writer stems from something from the past that she is now writing and trying to keep under wraps. Uh, something she's kind of been piecing together about a serial killer who she thought kind of got a bad rap that she had previously written about. So it's just a, it's it's definitely has the most pieces that I've ever had to try to put together and make flow right. Going back and forth in time is kind of... Crazy.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I was going to ask you about time jumps. How you handle yeah, all those?
1: I'm trying to make sure that the dates are right and the wording is right for that time. Like the 80s, obviously, it's a little different, and that that would have been said in the fashion. And if I'm describing anything, that that is it, just on point. But I also think, you know, after bashing my head in a few times over like that, it's a little bit hard to go back and forth in time. It definitely adds an element that I have not done before, and I I'm always trying to try something new and just see what I can do with it. So I am really excited about it. I think once it's done, and I'm, I it all comes together. I do believe that I'll be very happy with it, and I hope that it resonates well with my readers.
0: Well, that's sounds, like, sounds like an excellent plot, so it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be exciting. When when do you think it'll be out?
1: Well, the hard part about that is that this will go to my agent and that will be a process. So it just depends on what happens with it, if it gets offers. And then if it doesn't get offers in the US, then it'll go out for foreign offers. And so the soonest I would be able to release it if I didn't accept an offer would be um, at, at least six months. And, and then at that point, starts going out for foreign and so it's kind of hard because this one will take some time so what I do is I go back and forth so it's with my agent um I give her anything that's a full-length novel but if I write some like I'm also writing in the other series I'm writing um in 2016 is a novella series it's uh, a little bit longer of a novella series but that is something I can put out on my own and so it, it's just it's a, it's a, it's the way that I can keep my readers reading something while they're waiting on the other one.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. It's so kind of like an in between. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So I take turns. Yeah. it's sort of like one for you, one for the family, <laughs> one for you, one for the family. So <laughs> I had hoped to move that along a little bit more this year and get it get it finished. I I actually wanted to have it finished before now, but but um. Uh, we're back on task, so that's good.
0: That's good, that's good. <laughs> so uh, do you still, I mean, you, such a busy schedule, do you still find time to read?
1: I do. I, I really, I read at night when I'm winding down. And I, um, I mostly read what I write because that's what's most fascinating to me. So I'm usually, I'm usually always reading two different things. One, nonfiction and and one fiction. and the fiction is almost always mystery or thriller. So right now I'm reading, um, let me see. I'm reading James Patterson's Hope to Die. I'm almost done with that. And so like one night I'll read fiction and then maybe the next night I'll read nonfiction and nonfiction, I like to read like inspirational books. So like I'm also reading Joel Osteen's Breakout. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like all, all that kind of stuff, and so I think it's inspiring, um, and uh, and and I love I love to keep up with the thrillers too. I'm kind of waiting for Blake Crouch's uh, new book to come out, which I think is going to be some time. And uh, so I'm reading some of my other author friends in the meantime.
0: What did you think of the uh, of this TV show? Um, uh Oh, I, can't, I can't believe it. I'm drawing a blank.
1: <laughs> Wayward Pines? Yes. You know, I liked it a lot. It, 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 I I liked that there were some changes from the book, but not in the way that most people will talk about and go, oh, I didn't like it because everything was different. It wasn't like that at all. It, I found that a lot of it was very similar to and in the same vein of the way that he wrote it and it's just funny seeing it on the screen like when he when he talked about you know what the creatures look like you know behind the the fence you know i had pictured something completely different in my mind than what they look like yeah (laughs) like oh (laughs) that's and I was kind of picturing more of like a Velociraptor person, you know, like I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah, I was more like, yeah, it was more like a alien kind of look in the yeah, in the TV show.
1: It did and so I was all, oh, so that wasn't what I was thinking they were going to look like. So I did actually like that. It was, and I, I have to say that I'm very picky about characters. Like when you're, when they announce, like, oh, this this book is, you know maybe going to have, these are the actors that are going to play the roles. You know, we all do this. Half the time we're like, what? You know, yeah. I did not see that person being that person. But I felt like the characters were excellent. And they were, for the most part, exactly how I pictured they would behave and act and and, that, and they were all like right on point for me, so I loved it. I thought it was a great series. All of my friends loved the series, and I was really impressed with how, how it turned out.
0: Yeah, that was good. It's a big hit, so they'll, they'll probably do another one now.
1: Yeah, I know he's working on um, something new, and it does tie into the book that he, I believe, it's finished. But I, I know that he's he's on set working on something new. It's it's and I'm excited for that he said he's going to be um, talking a little more about that pretty soon and uh, and and I think that will probably be great, it was great that he teamed up with M. Night Shyamalan the first for Wayward Pines, I totally could see that as a fan of that kind of stuff and Twin Peaks and the Twilight Zone, that totally fit into the vibe that you needed to get off that show anyway, it was very exciting
0: yeah, yeah I was excited <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, uh, do you have anything, uh, anything you would like to say to our listeners before I let you go?
1: That uh, I appreciate everybody that takes the time to just read our genre and and appreciate the all you know, what we're trying to do, and and I I love interacting with fans, and just I love the excitement that what we're trying to portray in our books come how it comes across to everybody else especially when you get that email that says um i love this book and you know it's not like it touches them in a, in a profound way as far as you know because they're murder mysteries but what i get a lot is it i'm dealing with this issue in my life and it just made me escape that for a while and be able to just get engrossed in a book and i that means everything to me oh
0: yeah oh, yeah. yeah that's beautiful. beautiful. Because, yeah. yeah. It, it, helps people get their minds off their their life yeah. their problems they, in their they, lives.
1: Yeah, even if they're reading about something that's not maybe completely heartfelt, it it, it still has so much emotions there that that I think is it just sweeps them up into a world that where they can just not worry about all the pressures of daily life and and I love that. I will provide that as long as I can. <laughs>
0: And where can readers uh, find you? I'm, I'm assuming you're on Facebook, You're pretty active on Facebook and Twitter and
1: everything. I, I'm almost everything is is literally under my name. So oh, Cheryl Bradshaw.com and um, Cheryl Bradshaw author page is Facebook, Twitter is Cheryl Bradshaw. Um, almost everything I'm, I'm under, I kind of did it right in the beginning. There are two other Cheryl Bradshaws now, two or three actually. But I got in there right at the beginning, so. It was,
0: because uh, you, you claimed your your real estate property I know, I was, there.
1: Like, I was thinking, what have I missed? You know, like, <laughs> I try to be just the solid name whenever I can. I know it's hard for some authors, but you can find me pretty easily. You can even Google Cheryl Bradshaw. My website comes right up.
0: All right, great. Well, thank you very much, Cheryl, for being on the show. It's a uh, real nice uh, talking to you about your your work and uh, and your writing.
1: Thank you too. I really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. You can visit our site at get.thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for more information on our podcasts. And you can also subscribe to this podcast uh, on your favorite podcatcher, like iTunes, the most popular one, of course. Uh, Just search for Meet the Thriller Author and you'll find me there. And I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Meet Thriller Author. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your comments and your feedbacks on the shows. And I'll have a new podcast, a new interview with a thriller author. Uh, They'll be posting them every Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget to subscribe. And please visit my author website at ellenpeterson.com.